And please put the attention on the breath for just a few moments. Imagine you have a beautiful white lotus flower growing in your heart, which opens all its petals until it's fully open. And a golden stream of light comes out of the center of the lotus flower in your heart and fills you from head to toe with light, warmth, joy, and surrounds you with love and a feeling of well-being. And put your attention on the person nearest you in this hall. Let the golden stream of light from the center of your heart reach out to that person, filling him or her with light, warmth, and joy, surrounding him or her. It's a golden stream of light from your heart, full of love.
Now let the golden string of light from the center of your heart reach out to everyone here, filling everyone with light and warmth and joy, surrounding everyone with the golden stream of light from your heart full of love. Think of your parents. Let the golden stream of light from the center of your heart reach out to their hearts, filling them with light and warmth and joy, embracing them with love. Think of those people who are nearest and dearest to you. Let the golden stream of light from the center of your heart reach out to them, filling them with the warmth and light and joy that comes from your heart, embracing them with your love without expecting the same in return.
think of all your good friends. Let the golden string of light from the center of your heart reach out to them full of friendship, warmth and joy, gratitude. Surround them with that golden stream of light full of your love. Think of your neighbors, people at work, people you meet here and there, in the shops, on the street. Let the golden stream of light from the center of your heart reach out to all of them, filling them with your warmth and your joy, embracing them with your love. The same as with the people that are close to you. Think of any one person whom you find difficult to love. Recognize that that is nothing but a blockage in your own heart. Let the golden stream of light from your heart reach out freely to that person too. Filling him or her with your warmth and your joy and surrounding him or her with your love.
open your heart as wide as you can let the golden stream of light flow out of it unobstructed with the strength of your love and compassion reaching people near and far first bringing warmth and joy and love to the people who are here at the what then letting this stream from your heart reach further to the people in the area around here and let it go further and further to Sydney and all its people letting the love from your heart and the warmth flow freely to touch as many hearts as possible go further as far as this stream of warmth and joy and love from your heart will reach people everywhere those that you can think of that you know or don't know in the state in the country on the globe Put your attention back on yourself and let the golden stream of light fill you from head to toe with warmth and joy and contentment surround you with love and a sense of well-being
let the golden stream of light go back in the lotus flower which closes its petal and then anchor the lotus flower in your heart so that it may become one with it may beings everywhere have love in their heart I'm now going to explain contemplation to you and if you can't hear me well you have to come forward we have the two terms contemplation and meditation and we need to know the uh, distinction between them there are distinct ways of gaining a way towards the inner understanding and a way of becoming aware of another reality we have to know what we're doing meditation is not just watching the breath i will explain that at another time that's a method and a method is a method by any name it isn't meditation but i will explain that later at this point i'll explain contemplation to you as i have said yesterday there are only two directions in meditation one is calm and one is insight when you watch the breath and eventually learn to stay on it you are practicing calm or serenity when you know what you're thinking and are giving it a label you're practicing insight you've got to keep those things things those two strictly apart in your mind knowing what you're doing if you don't know what you're doing you're not going to have the understood experience you may have the experience but you won't understand it and i like to compare that to a small child putting its hand on a hot stove and finding that extremely painful but having no idea where the pain comes from until he does it again and again one day it dawns on the child it's by putting the hand on the hot stove and then refrains from doing so he's finally understood the experience it's extremely important because he could have saved himself a lot of pain meanwhile couldn't he we could too if we would understand what we're experiencing contemplation is another support system for insight contemplation is not our usual discursive thinking discursive thinking is undirected and it doesn't have a focus to it 
it is a kind of thinking that first of all arises in meditation but secondly the kind of thinking that arises in daily living when we react to our sense contacts we hear something and we react to it we see something and we react to it somebody says something and we get worried or angry or delighted this is our usual mode of thinking which will never bring either calm nor insight it can't because it is dependent upon a constant change of sense contacts and will again and again react to that however the mind has other faculties it has the option what it wants to do once we realize there are options we don't have to go along with it the way it's always been doing things totally unnecessary when we exercise our options then we come into a different realm of thinking in meditation we have one desire one direction one goal we want to stop thinking in order to become calm but in contemplation that's not the case but we want to use the mind with a clear direction and with introspection which means that we are using the mind to go inside and find out what are our real and truthful reactions to universal facts which apply to us personally contemplation is not problem solving problem solving is a waste of time particularly in a meditation course because these problems look entirely different once we have meditated successfully they may not be a problem anymore contemplation has nothing to do with that contemplation turns towards that what is universally true in the world for all humanity for all beings for the whole universe of existence and applies that to oneself to see the microcosm and the macrocosm and as we apply that to ourselves we have a much more objective stance towards ourselves it isn't so personal when it removes this personal subjectivity and the mind does that everything falls into place much easier we can see that things are just happening like that and because we haven't learned yet to exercise our options we are going along with it what we're going to do here in order to start on contemplation is I'm going to say a certain sentence 
which the Buddha called the five daily recollections. There are five things which he has advocated that every single human being should recollect every single day. Now they are not designed to make us unhappy or give us negative thoughts. They are designed to make us see reality. One of the famous words of the Buddha which are repeated often are in Pali Yata Bhutanyana Dasana which means the knowledge and vision of things as they really are and not as we have made them up to be or would like them to be. There are certain laws of nature which we habitually ignore. For some reason or other, we don't like them. We're not pleased with them. Once you think about it, that these are laws of nature, what is there to dislike? Or what is there to ignore? Do they go away because we ignore them? It's almost as if we were children, which the Buddha said we are, when they play hide-and-seek and put their hands over their face, they think that the other person can't see them. That's the way we treat the laws of nature which apply to ourselves. And because we do that with ourselves, we also do that with our environment. We put our hands over our face, don't take notice and think it will go away. But it won't. It is. The word Dhamma, which denotes the Buddha's teaching, also means truth, law, and law of nature. And when we begin to see which laws of nature we are subject to without any possibility of changing that, and see that as our natural being, the way we really are, it will help us to have a different view of ourselves and a different view of our environment, of our whole universe. These laws of nature, these daily recollections, need to be remembered whenever we have an opportunity to think for a moment of that what's really important, which means not just in a course such as this, but any time at all. Unless we make this teaching and the truthfulness of it part of our being, by remembering, it's always going to collapse again and we're always coming back to the same problems. 
because they're all personalized and they're all connected with what I want and what I don't want and frankly speaking the universe doesn't care it just is and the sooner we find our place as it belongs to us in this universal existence the easier our life will be so we're going to do this contemplation and stay where you are now see if you can sit halfway comfortably there because you have to hear me again I will say the sentence and I would like you to repeat it after me and then I will say something about it to help you with the contemplation just some pointers how to use it in order to get started please put the attention on the breath for just a moment Now please repeat after me. I'm of the nature to decay. I have not got beyond decay. The first thing we need to do is to find out whether this is a true statement. If you can find the decay in yourself, physically, mostly, then think about the things around you do they have that same aspect that same characteristic of decay and if you can ascertain that what does it mean to you do you forget about it do you dislike it or do you take it into consideration in all your aspirations I'm of the nature to be diseased. I have not got beyond disease. 
Again, you need to inquire whether this is so, whether you've had any kind of diseases in the past, any dis-ease, whether you have any now, and then find out what that means in respect to your ownership of your body, the one you call me. Try and find a connection to see whether this ownership is based on truth or not. of the nature to die I have not got beyond death well obviously there's no need to inquire whether this is true but it is extremely important to inquire whether one lives with that truth or whether one tries to forget it and if one wants to forget it, why? And if one can live with that truth, is one actually willing to have this happen any time? And if not, why not?
all that is mine, dear and delightful, will change and vanish. Here you can inquire whether this has been true in the past, whether the people or the feelings, the situations or the experiences, the material goods, whether any of that has changed or completely vanished, and how you felt about that. And then look at what you find dear and delightful now. Will it change and vanish? How do you feel about it? I am the owner of my karma. Here we need to inquire into ourselves whether we are willing to accept the fact that all that is happening to us is a result of our own karma making or whether we are still concerned with what others are doing to us. I am heir to my karma. 
we need to inquire whether we are aware of the fact that we are producing our own heritage. And if we want the valuable one, we need to make it so. Are we constantly careful about the intention because we know we are going to get the resultant? related to my karma. We need to inquire into ourselves whether we actually realize that this is the closest relationship that we can possibly have, even closer than our own skin. cause and effect caused by ourselves. How often do we remember? I live supported by my karma. How often do we remember to be grateful for the good things that come our way?
Any karma I shall do, whether good or evil, that I shall inherit. And this is a reminder which we need to reconsider again and again, whatever happens to us. It's not outside causes, it's necessary to shoulder the responsibility for that. Whether we justify or not doesn't matter. We are the recipients, the heirs to what we do.